Section 36 of the Kerner Commission Report. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Report of the National Advisory Commission on Civil Disorders, Kerner Commission Report. Chapter 11 Police and the Community, Part 2 The Problem of Police Protection. The strength of ghetto feelings about hostile police conduct may even be exceeded by the conviction that ghetto neighborhoods are not given adequate police protection. This belief is founded on two basic types of complaint. The first is that the police maintain a much less rigorous standard of law enforcement in the ghetto, tolerating there illegal activities like drug addiction, prostitution, and street violence that they would not tolerate elsewhere. The second is that the police treat complaints and calls for help from Negro areas much less urgently than from white areas. These perceptions are widespread. As David Hardy of the staff of the New York Daily News testified, to put it simply, for decades little, if any, law enforcement has prevailed among Negroes in America, particularly those in the ghettos. If a black man kills another black man, the law is generally enforced at its minimum. Violence of every type runs rampant in a ghetto. A Crime Commission study found that Negroes in Philadelphia and San Diego are convinced that the police apply a different standard of law enforcement in the ghettos. Another Crime Commission study found that about one white person in two believes that the police provide very good protection in his community. For Negroes, that figure is one in five. Other surveys have reported that Negroes in Harlem and south-central Los Angeles mention inadequate protection more often than brutality or harassment as a reason for their resentment toward the police. The report of a New Haven community group summarizes the complaints. The problem of the adequacy of current police protection, ranked with police misconduct as the most serious sore points in police-community relations. When calls for help are registered, it is all too frequent that police respond too slowly or not at all. When they do come, they arrive with many more men and cars than are necessary, brandishing guns and adding to the confusion. There is evidence to suggest that the lack of protection does not necessarily result from different basic police attitudes, but rather from a relative lack of police personnel for ghetto areas, considering the volume of calls for police. As a consequence, the police work according to priorities. Because of the need for attention to major crimes, little, if any, attention can be accorded to reports of a suspicious person, for example, or a noisy party or a drunk, and attention even to major crimes may sometimes be routine or skeptical. Ghetto residents, however, see a dual standard of law enforcement, particularly because many of them work in other areas of the city and have seen the nature of police responsiveness there, they are keenly aware of the difference. They come to believe that an assault on a white victim produces one reaction, and an assault on a negro quite another. The police, heavily engaged in the ghetto, might assert that they cannot cover serious offenses and minor complaints at the same time, that they cannot be two places at once. 
the ghetto resident however often concludes that the police respond neither to serious offenses nor to minor complaints recent studies have documented the inadequacies of police response in some ghetto areas a yale law journal study of hartford connecticut found that the residents of a large area in the center of the negro ghetto are victims of over one-third of the daylight residential burglaries in the city yet during the daytime only one of hartford's eighteen patrol cars and none of its eleven foot patrolmen is assigned to this area sections in the white part of town about the same size as the central ghetto area receive slightly more intensive daytime patrol even though the citizens in the ghetto area summon the police about six times as often because of criminal acts in a united states commission on civil rights study a review of police communications records in cleveland disclosed that police took almost four times as long to respond to calls concerning robbery from the negro district as for the district where response was next slowest the response time for some other crimes was at least twice as long the commission recommends police departments should have a clear and enforced policy that the standard of law enforcement in ghetto areas is the same as in other communities complaints and appeals from the ghetto should be treated with the same urgency and importance as those from white neighborhoods because a basic problem in furnishing protection to the ghetto is the shortage of manpower police departments should review the existing deployment of field personnel to ensure the most efficient use of manpower the police task force of the crime commission stressed the need to distribute patrol officers in accordance with the actual need for their presence communities may have to pay for more and better policing for the entire community as well as for the ghetto in allocating manpower to the ghetto enforcement emphasis should be given to crimes that threaten life and property stress on social gambling or loitering when more serious crimes are being neglected not only diverts manpower but fosters distrust and tension in the ghetto community the problem of grievance mechanisms a third source of negro hostility to police is the almost total lack of effective channels for redress of complaints against police conduct in milwaukee wisconsin and plainfield new jersey for example ghetto residents complained that police reject complaints out of hand in new haven a negro citizens group characterized a police review board as worthless in detroit the michigan civil rights commission found that despite well-intentioned leadership no real sanctions are imposed on offending officers in newark the mayor referred complaints to the fbi which had very limited jurisdiction over them in many of the cities surveyed by the commission negro complaints focused on the continued presence in the ghetto of officers regarded as notorious for prejudice and brutality the nineteen sixty seven report of the civil rights commission also states that a major issue in the negro community is inadequate investigation of complaints against the police it even reports threats of criminal actions designed to discourage complainants 
A survey for the Crime Commission found substantial evidence that policemen in some cities have little fear of punishment for using unnecessary force, because they appear to have a degree of immunity from their departments. Recommendations Objective evaluation, analysis, and innovation on this subject are vitally necessary. Yet attention has been largely and unfortunately diverted by protracted debate over the desirability of civilian review boards. Research conducted by the Crime Commission and others shows that the benefits and liabilities of such boards have probably both been exaggerated. In the context of civil disorder, appearances and reality are of almost equal importance in the handling of citizen complaints against the police. It is not enough that there are adequate machinery and procedures for handling complaints. It is also necessary that citizens believe these procedures are adequate. Some citizens will never trust an agency against which they have a grievance. Some irresponsible citizens will attempt to provoke distrust of every agency. Hence, some police administrators have been tempted to throw up their hands and do nothing, on the ground that whatever they do will be misunderstood. These sentiments may be understandable, but the police should appreciate that the Negro citizens also want to throw up their hands, for they believe that the police stick together, that they will cover up for each other, that no officer ever receives more than a token punishment for misconduct, and that even such expensive legal steps as false arrest or civil damage suits are foredoomed because it is the officer's word against mine. We believe that an internal review board, in which the police department itself receives and acts on complaints, regardless of its efficiency or fairness, can rarely generate the necessary community confidence or protect the police against unfounded charges. We also believe, as did the Crime Commission, that police should not be the only municipal agency subject to outside scrutiny and review. Incompetence and mistreatment by any public servant should be equally subject to review by an independent agency. The Crime Commission Police Task Force reviewed the various external grievance procedures attempted or suggested in this country and abroad. Without attempting to recommend a specific procedure, our Commission believes that police departments should be subject to external review. We discussed this problem in Chapter 10, The Community Response. Here we highlight what we believe to be the basic elements of an effective system. The Commission recommends. Making a complaint should be easy. It should be possible to file a grievance without excessive formality. If forms are used, they should be easily available, and their use explained in widely distributed pamphlets. In large cities, it should not be necessary to go to a central headquarters office to file a complaint, but it should also be possible to file a complaint at neighborhood locations. Police officers on the beat, community service aides, or other municipal employees in the community should be empowered to receive complaints. A specialized agency, with adequate funds and staff, should be created separate from other municipal agencies to handle, investigate, and make recommendations on citizen complaints. 
the procedure should have a built-in conciliation process to attempt to resolve complaints without the need for full investigation and processing the complaining party should be able to participate in the investigation and in any hearings with right of representation by counsel so that the complaint is fully investigated and findings made on the merits he should be promptly and fully informed of the outcome the results of the investigation should be made public since many citizen complaints concern departmental policies rather than individual conduct information concerning complaints of this sort should be forwarded to the departmental unit which formulates and reviews policy and procedures information concerning all complaints should be forwarded to appropriate training units so that any deficiencies correctable by training can be eliminated although we advocate an external agency as the means of resolving grievances we believe that the basic need is to adopt procedures which will gain the respect and confidence of the entire community this need can in the end be met only by sustained direction through the line of command through investigation of complaints and prompt visible disciplinary action where justified the need for policy guidelines how a policeman handles day-to-day -day contacts with citizens will to a large extent shape the relationships between the police and the community these contacts involve considerable discretion improper exercise of such discretion can needlessly create tension and contribute to community grievances formally the police officer has no discretion his task is to enforce all laws at all times formally the officer's only basic enforcement option is to make an arrest or to do nothing formally when a citizen resists arrest the officer's only recourse is to apply such reasonable force as he can bring with his hands nightstick or revolver but informally and in reality the officer faces an entirely different situation he has and must have a great deal of discretion there are not enough police or jails to permit the levels of surveillance that would be necessary to enforce all laws all the time levels which the public would in any event regard as intolerable patrick v murphy now director of public safety in the district of columbia told the commission the police of course exercise very broad discretion and although in many states the law says or implies that all laws must be enforced and although the manuals of many police departments state every officer is responsible for the enforcement of all laws as a practical matter it is impossible for the police to enforce all laws and as a result they exercise very broad discretion by failing to understand the fact that they do exercise important discretion every day some police do not perceive just how they maintain the peace in different ways in different sections of a city the formal remedies of law are inappropriate for many common problems a family quarrel or a street fight followed by an arrest would give the parties a record and typically a suspended sentence it would not solve the problem and the appropriate legal grounds for making an arrest are often not present for the officer has not witnessed the incident nor does he have a sworn complaint from someone who has 
pacifying the dispute may then well be the best approach but many officers lack the training or experience to do so effectively if the parties resist pacification or arrest the officer alone on the street must either back down or use force sometimes lethal crime commission studies and our police survey show that guidance in the exercise of discretion in many situations is often not available to the policeman there are guidelines for wearing uniforms but not for how to intervene in a domestic dispute for the cleaning of a revolver but not for when to fire it for use of departmental property but not for whether or not to break up a sidewalk gathering for handling stray dogs but not for handling field interrogations recommendations contacts between citizens and the police in the ghetto require discretion and judgment which should be based upon carefully drawn written departmental policy the report of the crime commission and the police task force report considered this problem in detail and recommended subjects for policy guidelines the commission recommends the establishment of guidelines covering at a minimum the issuance of orders to citizens regarding their movements or activities for example when if ever should a policeman order a social street gathering to break up or move on the handling of minor disputes between husband and wife merchant and customer or landlord and tenant guidelines should cover resources available in the community family courts probation departments counseling services welfare agencies to which citizens can be referred the decision whether to arrest in a specific situation involving a specific crime for example when police should arrest persons engaged in crimes such as social gambling vagrancy and loitering and other crimes which do not involve victims the use of alternatives to arrest such as a summons should also be considered the selection and use of investigating methods problems concerning the use of field interrogations and stop and frisk techniques are especially critical crime commission studies and evidence before this commission demonstrate that these techniques have the potential for becoming a major source of friction between police and minority groups their constitutionality is presently under review in the united states supreme court we also recognize that police regard them as important methods of preventing and investigating crime although we do not advocate use or adoption of any particular investigative method we believe that any such method should be covered by guidelines drafted to minimize friction with the community safeguarding the constitutional right of free expression such as the rights of persons engaged in lawful demonstrations the need to protect lawful demonstrators and how to handle spontaneous demonstrations the circumstances under which the various forms of physical force including lethal force can and should be applied recognition of this need was demonstrated by the regulations recently adopted by the city of new york further implementing the state law governing police use of firearms and the proper manner of address for contacts with any citizen the drafting of guidelines should not be solely a police responsibility 
it is the duty of mayors and other elected and appointed executive officials to take the initiative to participate fully in the drafting and to ensure that the guidelines are carried out in practice police research and planning units should be fully used in identifying problem areas performing the necessary studies and in resolving problems their product should be reviewed by the chief of police and city executives and by representatives of the prosecution courts correction agencies and other criminal justice agencies the views of ghetto residents should be obtained perhaps through police community relations programs or human relations agencies once promulgated the guidelines should be disseminated clearly and forcefully to all operational personnel concise simply worded and if necessary foreign language summaries of police powers and individual rights should be distributed to the public training the police to perform according to the guidelines is essential although conventional instruction is a minimum requirement full understanding can only be achieved by intensive small group training involving simulation guidelines no matter how carefully drafted will have little effect unless the department enforces them this primarily requires command supervision and commitment to the guidelines it also requires a strong internal investigative unit to enforce compliance such a unit should not only enforce the guidelines on a case-by-case -case basis against individual officers but should also develop procedures to deter and prevent violations the crime commission discussed the various methods available and a fair and effective means to handle citizen complaints finally provision should be made for periodic review of the guidelines to ensure that changes are made to take account of current court rulings and new laws end of section thirty six recording by maria casper